0: Hey everyone, it's Finn here from the SDGC, joined by one of the bestest of bros. It's Derek. Hi, hello. Howdy, doody, Finn. You know, living living our best post Final Fantasy 16 life.
1: Yeah. Oh boy, um, man, what a game! Uh, and I, that's, uh, yeah, I was just gonna say I did not get uh, to be a part of the final review. I just didn't have the time to to take place, and I don't think I was done yet, and I wanted to be personally finished. Correct, um, but but yeah, so we did our we did our pre-review, our our thoughts that were part way through the game that I was a part of, and then we did a final review. And uh, what are what are we here doing today? So today
0: is just it's not so much specifically about sixteen, but it's sixteen specific. So it's basically like you know now that the game's been out for uh, five weeks uh how do we feel about 16 overall as part of the franchise? like what are the things that we really liked added into 16 like the changes? What things would be like tweaked or improved upon in 17 like basically like when Final Fantasy 17 comes out, what from 16 do we want carried over? What would be like changed? like is 16, where we want the franchise going from now on. It's yeah. basically just a big look at how 16 falls into the echelon of Final Fantasy as a franchise and our hopes and dreams for a potential 17. I say potential would, like we're not going to get a 17. Yeah. Would like,
1: you would you maybe yeah. also call this like a bit of a postmortem? Of yeah. Like, I mean, it's basically you know, yeah, postmortem. We've we've finished the game. You finished a new game plus replay, right? I sure did. I got my and platinum baby. And we've had some time to sit on it because I beat the game a couple weeks ago. So it's like, how are we feeling now that we are out of the immediate hype phase and the immediate like hot, hot feelings? Where have we kind of settled down at? Exactly.
0: Because that, yeah. that's that's what it is like, uh, you know, it's so easy to be caught up in the spectacle and the moment of, of some big plot reveal or big epic like scene and and tell yourself like this is it this is the best one of
1: all time right
0: but then you sit and chew on it some more and sometimes it might not be the case
1: yeah um so let's let's kind of set some expectations up front in regards to where we're going to be with spoilers i think it's going to be unavoidable to talk about a lot of our thoughts on various like plot elements and certain characters i i think we're going to mostly steer clear of well it's hard because there's some pretty major plot twists even uh early and mid game that are right kind of hard to avoid we're, uh, so
0: the the gist is we it's it might be hard to avoid spoilers so this there may be spoilers but you should consider
1: will, this a spoiler talk where we're maybe not intending to try yeah we'll try, yeah, we'll try game, hard but, not
0: to this is not a spoiler cast where the point is to discuss everything but i will spoilers I will, inevitably I will, will pop up
1: We will, especially if it's something that seems like it's like this is kind of twisty and we'd like to hold this reveal for, uh, you know, people's experience will warn people like, hey, spoilers coming up, you know, skip forward 30 seconds or whatever, Um, you know. Something like that. But yeah, there's going to be some spoilers. This is this is going to be a little more open than the review talks were.
0: Correct. Rocking. So why don't you start us off, Derek, since you weren't part of the final review, like Give me your overall thoughts on the game since we didn't get to hear from you uh for that final discussion.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um I think first off, we'll kind of break this into two pieces for me, right? My final thoughts is I did really like Final Fantasy 16. Um I I I think it's a little messy, right? Like there's a lot of things I think it does really well and then there's some stuff that I really wish it had done better that feels like were were some pretty easy misses and it's like, you know, come on man, you know, we could have we could have done a lot better in this regard. But in the end, I still rank this up there with like Final Fantasy 10, Final Fantasy 5, right? Like some some games that I really like that are not necessarily my top 3, but you know i liked 16 quite a bit we'll we'll get into the details of of that when we talk about mechanics and story a bit more more specific um the other side of this is some of the stuff that i was talking about in our our pre-review discussion some of the stuff that i was a little disappointed with and and you all were like well give it time right uh, to evolve and see how you feel by the end of it, which I agreed, right? Like I, I want to talk about the game's handling of women and it's, it's handling of people of color. Like I should get through the game first to see. Um, and I do think a lot of my feelings have softened in that regard. Um, you know, I was in particular, not very happy with how the game handled Benedicta early Mm -hmm. on. And I wasn't feeling Jill And so it was very frustrating early in the game to be like, come on, you know, what are we doing here? Right. But by the as the game goes on, um, and especially in the in the second half of the game where the the party, for lack of a better term, really does build up. You get more time with characters like Karen and uh, you build up like mid mid is an excellent side character, probably my second favorite side character after Gav. Yep, those are the top two. I think, that's you know, easy, and, uh, and mid is, is just an excellent character. Um, you know, I think that, uh, Vivian is, is a fun, like minor side character to get added in. Um, you know, I think the game does better. I still think it's frustrating that it's two biggest women like Benedicta yes. is handled awfully and Jill is, Jill's fine like I never really became attached to Jill because it always felt like her job was to be kind of in the background um, and I never got a lot of personality out of her which is a shame because design wise I feel like she is very much continuing the trend of like you know classic PS1 like main Final Fantasy women of like Tifa of Renoa of Garnet Uh, she feels like she fits into that design philosophy. Um, but I softened in that regard. And of course, the back half of the game is very heavily involved with um, Dalmechia, which is a like Middle Eastern kind of inspired region. Um, so like you do have an entire major chunk of the game and a lot of events taking place in a region full of, you know, browner skinned, not like dark skinned dark, dark right. skinned people, but I mean, clear like not white, not European. These are Arabic inspired people. Um, so I do think it's probably bad faith for people to try to say that Final Fantasy 16 is, you know, an all white, you know, it's, it's not the Witcher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, I still wish that there had been more and, and I get it because a big part of the game is like the isolation of this continent. There is one character Barnabas who is said to have come from overseas and that makes him the stranger in the strange land. Right. But other than that, this is a, a continent so disconnected from the outside. And I can understand why that would be, but that's also scenarios that the writers would have imposed themselves. I I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) it's, it's worth criticizing. Right. But I think criticize it in good faith, which is not like this is an all white game. Be like, Hey, we could have found ways to have a little more melanin, you know, in the game's cast right? Because the main characters are pretty much all white. The main women are all white. Um, You know, it's, I think Vivian's really the only, you know, darker skinned character out of the, uh, the crew, the main crew, the main like heroic crew. So, um, and to be clear, like that's a problem that a lot of RPGs have, right? That is a final fantasy problem. (laughs) You know, when we can point at like Barrett and Saj as being like the only notable black people in final fantasy casts, You know, it's it's ongoing things that this series and gaming as a whole needs to do better with. But, you know, we can criticize things and also find other things to love. And turns out media is messy, right? Generally. Yeah. I've ranted for a while. So, well, I mean, again, you were you didn't get to have a uh, yeah,
0: you didn't get to have a moment. Yeah.
1: But again, my attitude is like, I think this is fascinating, right? I love people have been so weird about criticizing this game and people criticizing this game. And to me, I actually really have enjoyed the process of thinking about this game, right? The ways that I like it, the ways that I didn't like it, the ways I wish it had improved. You know, this was a great exercise in being critical of and analyzing like a piece of media that you are enjoying and still deciding that, that I enjoy it, but n- not doing so by being a blind fanboy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So where, uh, where, where about are you sitting right now? You've been through the game. You've been through the new game plus like final fantasy difficulty mode. Where are you sitting at?
0: So overall, I say this now sits pretty firmly in my top five. Okay. Um, Despite. It's probably close for me to be clear. It's, you know, I mean, here's the thing is like, I have come to terms that the actual RPG mechanics in 16 are fairly lacking
1: um yeah it's, it's a character action game it's a yes. big long character action game with a structure as fantastic the structure that. of an rpg but with the gameplay of just a character now, action. So game, my a good one. and
0: so when we get into our hopes for a 17 i'll i I'll expand more on that but what it does do is i mean because this is even though it's less of an rpg it is still a final fantasy game and it is a, a such a uh massive departure from the kind of gameplay we're used to, where it kind of feels like uh like not even so much ten, but like the change from that 12 and thirteen brought to the uh the franchise and then fifteen felt like the kind of half step to what sixteen gave us. like fifteen um started letting us know that we're going more actiony, but King and then Kingdom Hearts always was, but then sixteen just seemed to really. Nail it. Yeah. Uh, the combat. This is a
1: franchise that is so drastically reinvented its gameplay with every entry after 10, right? right? Like 11 was an MMO and then 12, 12 had this the
0: gambit system.
1: Yeah. 12 was a game that you were supposed to really program it to play itself for the most part. And then 13, 13 is so unique in the way it approaches its combat and gameplay. And then 14's an MMO again. 15 is this weird action RPG Seven remake takes a completely different approach to the concept of an action RPG. And then this is a character action game. Like, yeah, you know, what is final fantasy? If not reinvention. Um, I mean, here's the thing. It it's damn good. It is damn good. It's damn Uh, good to play.
0: And the story, like I, I just kept finding myself just enamored with the story beats. Like I went in. So, um, with like a blackout on this game, I didn't really watch any of the more recent trailers. So I didn't know anything really going in. Uh, So I was really excited and and surprised because even if I had watched all the trailers, they really focused on just the opening hours of the game. Like I can't remember the last time a game held its cards to its chest so well. Like I didn't know
1: anything I didn't like everything promotionally came from like act one right
0: like 60% of the game of the of this of the information came from uh the the prologue like the flashback prologue yeah so all I'm saying is I thought it was very well done I really enjoyed the story um I'm I'm mixed on the ending but that's just because I'm someone that doesn't like uh I, I I crave more of a happy ending You know,
1: see, I, I think, Oh, this is fun. So, um, there's no way to avoid spoilers for the next little bit. So, so yeah, I'm going to insert, I'm going to record and insert what like timestamp you need to jump to to avoid this next part. And I'll say it right now. 20 minutes and 19 seconds. Um, I think the ending is almost what pulled me around on the story because by the end, I was like, this is a very by the numbers, like I'm not enamored with Ultima or with Barnabas or their motivations as villains. It feels very stock, like JRPG kind of tropes, but the ending, especially that post credits bit, really pulls it together for me. So it's very uh, interesting to hear that you're not sure how you feel
0: about and, it. And that's great. I just I just I kept waiting for someone involved to get some form of happy ending. Like yeah. it I it didn't have to be Clive and Jill, but I really wanted like when Dion's falling to his death and I kept waiting for like phoenix to swoop in like grab him before he hits the ground, just so he can go back to his new adopted baby and gay like boyfriend yeah. like come on like dion deserves something uh and then like i i get the the open-endedness of and the 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 realization that joshua probably survived well he had um, to because he
1: wrote the book exactly yeah
0: uh because he used his power like to like close him back up and phoenix and whatever but I just oh man like so it just I seem so sad mostly I guess I, I just wanted Dion yeah to get I know fabulous. I know
1: Dion is 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 wonderful so the way I felt about it was like you know you have the the ending which is ambiguous as to whether or not Clive is going to survive or not right right um, you know Is he is he just losing the arm because he would have not had the arm if not for his icon powers? Or is he like going to slowly calcify in his entirety and die? We don't know. Right. Um, But to me, the 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 bit after the credits, they should have put that before the credits, if you ask me, because that is so pivotal to the emotional beats of the ending. Because the entire point to me is like, does Clive survive or not? That's Mm -hmm. not actually the important thing. The important thing is that they did succeed in eliminating magic, in eliminating the world, in saving the world and in eliminating the thing that caused, um, you know, the blight and eliminating the thing that caused disparity in their world. Um, or at least the primary disparity that they dealt with. And when you fast forward a couple hundred years down the line, like people are here, people are thriving, people are, living something resembling a normal life because of the activities, you know, because of what Clive did. So like, did he survive or not?
0: You can make up your
1: own mind, but they won, you know, and it made a material difference down the road. And it's so rare for final fantasy to, for almost any game to do something like that, right. To go, here is how this played out hundreds of years later. So, and I appreciate that. I think that was a good, that was one of the few truly unambiguously good narrative choices this game made. And I loved it to death. So like that's,
0: I need to stress that. I never said I didn't, that I only didn't like the ending
1: (laughs) because
0: I wanted it to, I don't, but it would have been nice to
1: see like a Uh, little more. I kept,
0: I kept, here's what I would have loved. I'm with you there. Just, and this is just like, sure. Is, is it, is it hokey? Probably. Do I care? No, I would love, have loved, Some kind of like here's where they are now type of like 80s, teen movie (laughs) like recap. Like here's the thing: I wanted that girl (laughs) that spent the entire game lusting after all the different characters to end up like with somebody, you know? Yeah. And I I, I wanted to find out how Gav became the the stepfather to that new baby, and I wanted to know like you know I, I just where where did everyone else end up? Like, yeah. how is Gav doing as the new Sid? Like, that's, that's just like, I, I, you made me care about all these secondary characters and I just want to know where they are.
1: Now, the of ending course, to their the, story the con- is abrupt. Yeah. I'll grant you that for sure.
0: I, but that's it. I loved all of the final side quest chains for all of the major yes. secondary characters. Like, that's just, they did a really good job of that. Anyway, good stuff. Um, I know you said you were kind of falling off because it was more JRPG tropish, but there's something, the way that they, they merged that JRPG tropes with the aesthetic and vibes of just the more modern, darker European, like type of medieval stuff. Yeah. I'm trying not to just only compare it to Game of Thrones because that's, that's, the easy even though
1: they they name dropped it like yeah i'm getting tired it's like hearing dark souls get brought up it's like i don't want to keep hearing yeah (laughs) i mean
0: to be fair when i'm trying to explain final fantasy to uh, like i had a coworker who's now playing it and and loving it never played a final fantasy game before all i did was tell him it's like devil may cry had a baby with game of thrones he's like i want to borrow it like it's it may be simple and cheap but for those that don't have any other like context it is a good Vibe setter in someone's mind to let them know about what to expect.
1: Yeah, well, more like, or less. To be clear, when I say like you know, when I talk about like Ultima I'm having like a lot of the stock JRPG kind of tropes, I mean like I I've played so many old like Super Nintendo like oh, yeah. retro RPGs. This is this is very different from a lot of like the better like more modern you know RPGs. But like I played so many with these villains whose whole motivation is just like. I am a malignant god, and I'm gonna do the thing. Oh yeah, um, because humanity humanity should not have will, and the power of friendship will not overcome me. Like, uh, you know, Ultima's a very visually striking villain, um, and I think that Ultima's involvement with the world is very interesting. Um, but Final Fantasy's had so many much more interesting villains than Ultima. I don't think
0: Ultima's uh, ever gonna be topping like my favorite villains. No. Uh, although I did enjoy the fact that the entire game he spoke so monotone and disinterested until the very end. Oh, when you pissed him off so much that he actually had emotion in his voice, and I thought that was a really cool,
1: incredible moment. uh delivery. Right, incredible acting. I mean, that's the whole game, right? Every but that's the whole game. There's is... not, yeah.
0: There, no one ever has. No one drops the ball on acting in.
1: Uh, the final fantasy 16 that's, yeah. that's factual. If we, if we anyway. transition away from narrative for a minute, um, please so that the people who needed to skip can get caught up to jump ear. back in fam. Yep. Um, I do got to say, I don't, I don't know that there's a, a voice performance in this game. That's, that's a miss for me. No, I mean, everybody big and small brought their a game. The direction was incredible. Um, everyone obviously shouting out our, 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 bud Ben star of but, course, I but mean, everyone like uh I think uh you know
0: Sid can't smolder enough that man's voice. Oh yeah, Ralph Einstein. Yeah.
1: But uh the voice actress for mid killed it. Oh, she's incredible. Uh, um I don't know her her name off the top of my head. Um uh Byron, Uncle Byron. Um, Uncle Byron was an amazing character. Uncle Byron's incredible. By the way, Uncle Byron, what a wonderful we have this character who is like a, a bigger man right who is mm-hmm. a little clumsy who is a little like you know he loves his food and in a lot of a lot of games <laughs> that character would be the gross fat fuck do you know right? what i mean and instead yeah. oh yeah and uh and and super pervy yes you know? instead he is portrayed as like a man of of intelligence of dignity of wit like there's still the sequence in in the the one like hotel where there's about to be a fight and he like grabs his food bowl and runs <laughs> behind the bar and is like, yeah. well, if you're going to take care of this, I keep eating cause I'm hungry. But like they don't play it as like, ha ha look at the fat man likes his food. It's, it's played with like brevity, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I really like Byron as a side character for breaking a lot of those kind of tropes. Um, you know? Yeah. He, uh,
0: yeah. Um, a lot. I've, I think we've, we've long since established that the secondary characters in 16 are done very
1: well. I think this game um, almost did itself a disservice by focusing so heavily on the dominance and the marketing. Mm-hmm. And then you get, because to me, like if this had been a PS1 game, right? Characters like Gav and Mid and Byron would have been like party members, right? They would have been playable characters who were in the main cast. And a lot of the marketing and discussion didn't talk about them just because they didn't have a final fantasy summon attached to them. And yeah, you know, despite how prominent they are in the story and how good of characters they are. So it feels to me disingenuous to talk about the main cast and not include them.
0: Right. And I think, but I think that actually ended up helping just in terms from the gamers because that means all of them came as a surprise. Yeah, I, yeah, I was not degree. expecting like like when Gav popped up, like I didn't know he'd be a big deal until he showed, kept showing up more and more and more. And I'm like, oh, this guy's actually like a, a, a major player in the game. And same with all the others. Like, but if I knew ahead of time because they were all advertised, yeah, who knows? Pros and cons. Yeah. So let me ask you something then. Shifting gears. What would you like to see from 16 retained in future installments? Uh, Hmm.
1: That's a good question. So it's hard because I think a lot of this discussion is going to focus on like whether or not we liked the gameplay, right? (laughs) Right? That's where a lot of people are going to want to focus that kind of question. And if they wanted to make another game that played similar to this, that was a big character action game, um, with, relatively few like traditional RPG elements I'd still love it I uh, if they wanted to go a different direction I'd be fine with that I mostly don't question the gameplay decisions of main Final Fantasy games at this point um, I've I've done that too many times and I always end up eating shit over it so <laughs> <laughs> you know just like they're gonna do what they're gonna do um, one thing that I hope they do is I do hope that they bring the care that they put into this game, right? Because I know that there's there's a groundedness to this world and to these characters that doesn't exist in, say, 7 Remake, right? While I love mm-hmm. 7 Remake, while I like love 15, 16's cast feels like real people in a real world who are affected by the material conditions around them and who talk like real people and react like real people, you know, for the most part. Um, there yeah. is a groundedness that I'd like to see continue because there's something really special about seeing those characters who are written and acted, you know, so believably and, and in, in such a mundane fashion, um, then be put up against the fantastic heights of, you know, something like behemoths and and you know the final fantasy summons and shit like that. Um you know uh I do know. That's that's probably the biggest thing I want to see is because to me like the characters pulled me through it more than anything. Um and oh god, can I say Clive as a protagonist the entire RPG genre. Needs to have more thirty somethings as protagonists. Yeah, I
0: mean, because because the game st- when the flashback he that's he's aged more like your typical Final Fantasy protagonist. Yeah, he's seventeen old <laughs> exactly. But not only that, like he's he's a thirty something year old man who does not care. Like he is not. It's not a big deal to express feelings or have emotions. You know, like he's not just one note uh gruff angry man which is usually how the older characters are portrayed
1: yes well and and clive is also layered in a way that a lot of like he's somebody who can be angry but he has warmth in him and earnestness in Mm -hmm. him that doesn't read as naivete but also doesn't read as cynicism um and i think it can often be too easy for rpg protagonists to be written either as Overly naive children who believe friendship will, you know, will overcome everything, you know, or as overly cynical like anti-hero types. And Clive manages to show a full spectrum of like a real human being who has warmth, has compassion, who cares, who wants to make a difference in the world, who isn't always sure that he's doing the right thing, but knows like... He's he's just the most adult of Final Fantasy protagonists by a mile and I want to see Final Fantasy and other franchises have more emotionally mature 30-something's as the focal point of their story.
0: Yeah, I mean there there's room for both, but it'd be nice if if this wasn't just always so sparse and spread out. Yeah.
1: Cuz I love my I love look, famously I I still love Final Fantasy 8 because I think it's an extremely realistic portrayal of what 17 and 18 year old, like traumatized orphans would be like. Um, but like sometimes you want a 30 some, sometimes you want a grown man, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Exactly. And it turns out the whole internet really just wants an adult man, boyfriend to be their, uh, final fantasy protagonist.
0: hundred <laughs> percent. So for me, I'm a, I will just discuss some of the gameplay stuff. Cause it's not that anything 16 did was inherently wrong, but I feel like there's a way to bring back some actual RPG mechanics to the way 16 handled things to have l- more or less like a hybrid or best of both worlds scenario. Cause I think seven remake did it really well by like having it be actiony, but allowing you to pause and go into the menu mode to uh access more you know specific commands and i think even as simple as bringing your party to have more options and and giving you some degree of control over what say jill or torgle does stuff like
1: being able to pause and like give like change kind of direction for characters
0: You know, you could make it in a way where it could play normally, where it's all AI and nothing changes from 16. But for those that care and want to allow you to equip and uh, and level up your party members like you do Clive or your main character. Uh, I I just think that alone would add some some depth to your party makeup, because right now it kind of doesn't matter. They are just there. They don't really contribute much. Um, unless like at least for the big staggerable enemies they're great at picking off the fodder but never when you look at them it's always when your backs turn that they do damage when the camera's <laughs> on them they don't really do much anyway well and then like I, I the th-
1: controls for Torgol, right like they give you manual right. controls for Torgal, and they're awful they're not intuitive yeah. to use they're not it doesn't seem helpful you know yeah it's so weird. um so i think like that and then
0: even, and then the other thing for me is making equipment changes and level ups feel impactful. Um, I don't feel like leveling up and buying new equipment ever really felt different or anything
1: yet. Tell me if I'm crazy, but I feel like final fantasy 16s like level curve and like when you're able to get new equipment is almost so finely tuned that you never actually feel the right the change in difficulty, which is buck wild, right? The only times when I felt like levels made a difference is when I had early access to a super boss, and you know, like I I, yeah. I fought Svarog, and it was like, oh, I'm gonna have to come back to you in like five to ten levels. There's no way. Oh no, I took
0: I, it took me three times, but I finally whittled that sucker down. Yeah,
1: but because uh, I went to him but as yeah. soon as he was available and was like. But,
0: but I would have liked more stuff like that. But other than where...
1: that, right. Like it, it, and by the end of the game, even the super bosses, uh, were the other super bosses that don't unlock until right before the end. Were kind of a cakewalk, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like, if you're a, somebody who is moderately skilled and, and, you know, good at execution, um, you know, the, the difficulty definitely drops out.
0: Yeah. But I mean, that that's just that there's just a couple things like I feel like if you tweak the uh, the equipment system and the party system to give more control and uh, and depth to it, it would make the combat feel just as fun, actiony, but also feel have more RPG like depth to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's all. It's crazy because I'm somebody who constantly says, like, I need my RPGs to allow me not to grind. Um, so here we have an RPG that is built so perfectly on not grinding and I'm like, man, I never really felt like I was, I needed to work harder, you know? Um, yeah, just, yeah, I hypocrite that I am, right? (laughs) Isn't
0: that always the way though? You know, like how we feel about one way changes in something else. I don't know. Yeah. Um, now in terms of what I'd like to see carried over, I think we've already discussed some of it. Like I would love to see these characters have a more grounded le- layered realist not maybe not realistic but just a, a feel that makes them feel more like an actual person rather than a character if that makes sense
1: yeah yeah like there were no
0: cringe moments in 16 by and large like there were no moments where people would meme the shit out of it do you know what i mean like in an in like a malicious way like there there were no scenes or moments i mean in 16 I, what you're trying to get that at that it sounds bad. like
1: is we didn't have like a forespoken kind of situation am or up? even
0: like more or less like a like like you know 10s infamous laughing scene for better or worse yeah. that's that's where people point to like these moments where the writing or the voice acting have people go like oh or or not in a final fantasy way but like What's John's least favorite character in Saiken Uh Donna Manor or whatever? Like, oh, the, the Uwu. The, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Like,
0: we don't have any of that stuff. You know, like there are no anime trope voices going on. Like, I just I thought that was nice and refreshing. Like, Seven I, Remake didn't have it either.
1: Yeah, but I think a lot of a lot of media these days is trying to be like overly self aware and overly <laughs> like taking the piss out of itself, um, and. Austin Walker did a wonderful piece on this in regards to Forspoken specifically, which, again, I, I think we both liked Forspoken, right? Um, I did. Yeah, we both you did. Know, but like Austin Walker did this wonderful piece uh, that put it more succinctly than I've ever been able to put it, which is like it sucks to play something or be a part of a piece of media, you know, set in like a big fantasy, big sci-fi, anything like that. Um, and then have the dialogue constantly break down and mock the artifice because, like, I'm here to play a Final Fantasy game. I am here for the artifice, right? You don't need to call out the, will that just happened. You know, you don't need to call it yeah. like, that's so crazy. I just summoned Ifrit, like, because right. I've already bought into this world where that's a thing that can be believable. So stop trying to tell me that I'm the sucker for having chosen to suspend my disbelief and buy into your world and final fantasy 16 never breaks down that artifice right it treats its world and its world building and its characters completely seriously and it chooses to be funny and witty instead through like genuine comedy and wit Right. Through yeah. funny moments, through funny dialogue that's not taking the piss out of itself. Through, you know, the fight getting ready to break out in the bar and Byron, you know, going, Well, let me just take yeah. my food back here and get out of
0: the way. Or, and, or the moment with uh Sid and uh Clive at the first crystal.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or even just Sid offering the apple real early on and Clive not taking it and doing the real cheeky like bite out of it. Like that's charming. Mm-hmm. The the animation is charming, the moment is charming. Um and it does so in a way that feels natural rather than a way that feels like punch up. Yeah. You know, and I really appreciate that as well. Um, Any uh, what else do you want to
0: discuss about 16 and its relation to Final Fantasy? Um, oh, more to me. Hmm. What else you got? I think
1: I think one good question is going to be, do we want to see more out of this game in this world? I've already yes. seen a lot of people I asking that.
0: I I would, I think, I think there is personally, I, I think it's, it's there, there's that one throw off reference to the lost Eidolon and, or lost uh, Leviathan, icon. the lost. Yeah. Yeah. And I want that. I want that story. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there is there. Oh, you know what? And here's another thing uh, that just reminded me is because uh, one other thing I would like to see brought back is more enemy types. Like it's a it's a it definitely felt weird that we have just recolors of an enemy and you know put them in a new area and it's just a stronger version of that type of enemy. But I felt like the overall types of enemy variety were less than most Final Fantasy games. Well, they took a very loved
1: others. They took a very MMO approach to the design of the game, right? Not surprising because it's Creative Business Unit Three, right? It's the fourteen team. So a lot of like MMO DNA has made its way into a lot of small decisions about the game. Um, For me, it was less about like enemy variety so much as like, I think a lot would have been fixed for me in this regard. Not that I was tremendously disappointed or anything, but you could have gone a lot further if there was like one more super boss that was unique, right? That wasn't a reskin or recolor of a Pre-existing like Svarog was a great, you know relatively early to fight you know super boss if you can get to him um but it's just the dragon boss right with a with a slightly different model and crazy attack patterns it's a great unique boss fight but it's still just the dragon and you will fight three more of him later um the behemoth gets yeah. reused a couple of times right and like where's something like an ozma or a yasmat right or, or, or a Hades that, Something
0: that was Yeah just A, a really unique Like one off Where's like Ultima
1: I, weapon As it's own thing You know what I mean That that nothing else Is like That's not reused um, The other thing is There were a couple Of it was great To see like Bombs And, and, and curls And Ariman And all these Final Fantasy mainstays and Iron Giants, but it felt really weird. Where's my Tom Where's my Cactuar? It felt it's those two, right? Tom Barry's. Those and are Cactuar's. the big two. Those
0: are the big two missing ones that I was just like, come on. You know, there's
1: a Moogle at the base. Chocobos are everywhere. We're loaded down with Final Fantasy imagery, and it feels like Chocobo and Tom Berry got, or not Chocobo, uh, Cactuar and Tom Berry got overlooked, despite being some of the most recognizable Final Fantasy-like enemies because they're inherently a little silly and i actually think that would have been much cooler to see like how do you even attempt to do a cactuar in this style right they could have found a way they could have i think i mean how cool would have would an akasha cactar be yeah 12 right 12 had fantastic interpretations of cactuars that worked really well with its setting um so it felt weird not to have like a cactuar as a super boss that uses a thousand needles you know um it felt really weird not to see a Tonberry anywhere. And Tonberries are supposed to look out of place. So Yeah. But like, you know, again, maybe they plan on doing a little expansion or something, right? That goes into Leviathan that'll bring in more of this stuff. There's room to do some post story follow up. Um, you know, but they're a little locked in because like we have a very definitive ending and then we jump forward some indeterminate amount of time. Um but like, I'd be curious to see them do a little more with this. I don't want them to do like a bunch of sequels, but I could stand a good media expansion. Maybe. Yeah,
0: I don't I don't need a 16 yeah. or
1: 16 three. Like,
0: don't give it the tri- the 13 trilogy. And I'm worried that with the massive success of this game, that that is what they're going to do. But I, I feel hopeful that at most we will get like a really beefy expansion, like how seven remake had the Yuffie yeah. DLC. I'd love something like that. Um, or how like fifteen had the stories. To me, the worst uh,
1: thing Final Fantasy does is try to over franchise out every new entry, right? Correct. And the reality of it is that like thirteen suffered for trying to be.
0: I mean, it, people I feel like thirteen was more of the, people the like thirteen. Of, uh, we spent ten
1: years making this, yeah. and we really have to recoup. People liked thirteen sequels quite a bit. They're great games, but like. It's it's weird that before 13 was out, they had, like, versus an Agito planned, and they were trying to do all this stuff, and, you know... Neither of those really came to fruition in the way they originally planned. We had to get sequels. Um, 14 has worked because an MMO, I think, is naturally built to expand outward. But then Correct. 15, it was like, we're going to make an anime and a CGI movie that are integral yeah, to the like, plot, but not. And then we're going to make a, a billion expansions and then have to stop before we're done um because we tried too much too fast the seven remake you know is now is is multiple games and i think we're all feeling the frustration at how long it's going to take to be done with that and like it would be really nice if 16 could be done and complete and self-contained you know with maybe like a good you know leviathan the lost expansion or something right so so
0: that that's my take give me an expansion
1: where i play as jill you know yeah make like me, ha, make take me, this
0: make this chance you know what take the opportunity I, it, to
1: give us a reason to care more about this girl you know and, and give her some personality on her own how about this some agency i'd
0: even take a uh, uh like a like a prequel type thing that follows benedicta and the other icons oh and give, a, give me like give a benedicta, sid and a and benedicta?
1: like prequel oh yep you yeah, see now you're S- you are speaking as fucking language you play as
0: sid coming to the realization of what's wrong and the formation of like the hideaway and the resistance and him recruit like his first recruitment of Benedict. You can actually like make that fun many
1: stuff. episodes like that. That's what Since I'm saying. You've already got the Ramu, um, like move set. You yeah. know, he's got a different set of like normal attacks, but all his abilities are in the game. You give him one or two unique things and ta-da, you know, you could do because the same he's with Jill. mastered it. Yeah. 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 God. See, that's the thing. Like you can give them separate
0: moves because all Clive ever did was, uh, like, uh, what, what's the what's the word that they phrase it with they uh, he uh he attunes to them yeah but it doesn't mean that he had the full power yeah of them, he never had right? the, the so,
1: lifetime of of time he never had the years that sid and jill and all these other yeah, dominants so had so
0: there, it, it would even make sense to do anyway point is there's options but i would like uh them to to like you said not over franchise every main entry and i think it's 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 a point in its right direction that they didn't lead off with like pre-order now to get the season pass you know yeah the first round of deal like there wasn't any pre-announcements of dlc like there normally is in these big games in
1: a world where i've made it clear like i am am so turned off by the endless churn of making games like you know endless season passes endless loot boxes battle passes service games like games are never allowed to be complete games are never allowed to be a beginning and an end um it's so refreshing that 16 came out as a single complete package that didn't feel like chunks were carved out of it and yeah um i think i think you know speaking of things that we want future final fantasies to be like i want that I want Final Fantasy 17 to be one thing. And if it's good. And honestly,
0: I love the, uh, the, the, the time it took from announcement to release yeah. for 16. Now the game still that took even, apparently
1: like six years in development from what I think right. I heard. But, it, but that included COVID delays. Right. Like, and
0: without that impact. And I think I really like their turnaround.
1: Yeah. Time, well, that. here's, here's the reality, right? Is, uh, Yoshi P is a really good project manager. And he sure is. they understood from the beginning, here is the scope of this game here. Like, cause this is a game that, that theoretically could have been pared down and run on a PS4. You know, they just didn't want to be limited by the hardware, but th- you know, they set out their project scope from the beginning. They said, this is the game it's going to be. This is the story it's going to be. Let's make the plan, solidify the plan, execute on that and don't go off target. And as a result, they made this game in a reasonable amount of time with a reasonable amount of money compared to, you know, the last several numbered final fantasies. So, um, you know, like that works and I want them to do the same thing again. I want them to make a plan, want them to execute on it. And I want them not to tell me about it until it's like maybe a year or two out rather than dropping a teaser five years in advance. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, so yeah, that's a, I'm glad you were able to join me for this, Derek, Yeah,
0: just because it was really sad that you weren't able to be part of the final review. Yeah, I mean, uh, and
1: especially like after I brought up, like I, I was, you know, the one who for all of us was the voice of like, hey, you know, this game's being a little weird with its slavery allegory is not working right with the lack of POC, um, you know, hey, this, and like there are better writers than me <laughs> that talk about these issues and I think people should seek them out and even if you like disagree with some of the like, heavier criticism coming from like POC and women about the game, like being normal about it and just go, Hey, maybe that's not my experience, but I understand why they would feel this way. Um, you know, I liked Dion like a lot. And it meant a lot for me to see a major character in this series, have an on-screen kiss with another man that they refused to cut in order to get it sold in areas that banned depictions of homosexuality. Which like puts Square Enix above Disney in that regard, I fucking guess. Um, yeah, I mean, also I like that, and, and this is just for me. This is my take on it. Yeah. I understand
0: that, uh, you know, mileage may vary. I like that it was something that existed. Yeah, and they didn't have to make a big plot point out of it because just to like, I don't know how to phrase this. Like, I, I like that it was it, it existed and was accepted. No one questioned it, and it was just there. Yeah.
1: Well, and then like the fact that you know we can say this like and i like it and i appreciate it at the same time you know a, a queer writer like Kenneth of shepherd can say like hey that uh, yeah that's what i was saying like this is my still like is... you know this is still like more chaste than some other characters get and like it's framed in such a way that kind of like you know reduces the impact a little bit and like we could have gone further with this like both of those things can be true like let's be normal about criticism right because yeah. I learned something. I, I I still think that Dion is is great, and I still think it's great that Dion got to be explicitly queer on screen, and that that does mean something. But I also appreciate, and it did make me further think about it that other queer, you know, masculine folks were like, "Hey, this is good. Like, we could go further. We should go further. Um, you know, be normal about criticism." Because, like I said early on, I thought it was fantastic to play this game to think about the ways in which I liked it and didn't like it, to think about the ways that the slavery allegory, like, you know, does not work as an allegory for racism. Right. And like the ways that could have been done better, you know, treat, treat your love of art. If you love art and you view games as art, then you should be willing to dissect it like art and have that only increase your appreciation for it. Pretty much. (laughs) FF16, good. Messy, but good. That's my stance. There you go. <laughs> Super fun to play.
0: Uh, but yeah, room for improvement yeah. on, on various There fronts. always will and be. The, you're never going to
1: have a perfect game. and it, There's nothing wrong with
0: that. Yeah, I loved uh, it. This is, you're the kinda,
1: this is game of the year contender if for me. If your
0: gut instinct, exactly, if your gut instinct is to uh, lose your mind because someone said something bad about a game you like, and not even bad, but just like, hey, maybe we work on this next time. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, look inward. Art
1: criticism's important. Grow, grow, Dep- fuck up. It is.
0: <laughs> All right, fam, lamb. You wanna, you wanna end us up? Yeah,
1: I can do that. Uh, folks, as a reminder, you can hear us live every night. Uh, on thursday nights 9 p.m eastern time at twitch.tv slash official scgc for the scgc live podcast and a couple days later whenever we get around to editing it on podcast services and i guess youtube some people go to the youtube channel we really just use it as an archive but it's there hey sometimes it's there hey if that's what people like um and uh that's that's what i've got thank you as always to square enix for providing the review code to us Uh, and allowing us to get a little bit of a head start on the game. Um, Yeah, that's what I got. Kindness costs nothing, as John says. Take care of yourselves.
0: Yay.